ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon Presents the Junk Food Lunch Break Pod of Steel. For those of you who aren't familiar with what a junk food lunch break is, this is where me and Dunerdette herself, Phoenix, who is founder and curator mediator of the media junk food empire of which Junk Food Podcast Network is kind of an offshoot of, uh, we get together and we kind of chat uh, interesting things, pop culture and such, and we kind of talk about what's been going on in the news lately and uh, what's kind of current. Because uh, you know how we kind of we're, we're slow about things sometimes on an elegant weapon. But when Phoenix comes <laughs> to visit, it's it's always up and current and up to date. And especially with today's one and only topic, we have also invited another guest, uh, a, a self-proclaimed Superman aficionado, <laughs> uh, Mr. Stan Konopka of Nemesis Studios. Guys, thanks for coming together. Hey, no problem. Man. Hey, no problem. Um, to begin, uh, spoilers abound. Anybody okay. listening to this who doesn't want to get spoilerific, you you may want to not listen to this anymore. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, or at least wait till after. Go see the movie. Press pause right now. Go see the movie, and then once the movie's finished, immediately hit play, and then play along with this. Now, I I, I also. Part of the reason we're getting together here is because I'm really excited and I needed to talk to somebody about this. And we are doing a junk food uh, podcast, spoiler alert theater, for The Man of Steel. But that's not happening till everybody's had a chance to see it and such. So in like a week. And I there's no way I can wait a week. So <laughs> so we're lunch food breaking it up. So guys, you know, um, to begin, Phoenix, what did you think? Well, um... I enjoyed it, but I had a few issues with it. The pacing was kind of choppy, and uh, things were kind of going a little too fast. But I enjoyed it for what it was, because it was obvious from the trailers that this film was going to be a different version of Superman, and I actually enjoyed it for what it was. My mother, however, didn't like it, but that's okay. <laughs> that's right, Mama. Mama knows what she's talking about. Well, Yeah, she liked the 1978 one better, though. Okay, and Stan, your opinion? Uh, uh, it's real simple. I can break it down to if you were to just put him in a black suit, put a bolt of lightning on his chest, and call him Lightning Man, then that movie would be phenomenal. <laughs> Every possible way in the histrionics of Superman that they could have a movie, they did. But it was a great, well-shot, unbelievably... The cinematography was staggering, I mean, but it just wasn't a Superman movie. <laughs> it really wasn't. Now, when you say no. it wasn't a Superman movie, like, are we basing this purely on comic book canon? No, no way. I'm, I'm talking about everything. Is, okay, Stan, you said that you um, had this, um, is it because it wasn't like the, you know, it didn't have to do the nostalgia of the 1978 one? I mean, what was it? No, it's, it, okay. It wasn't that it didn't have the nostalgia. It just it didn't have the magic. Like you expect something more, and this 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 is what differs Superman from every other superhero that ever will or ever was. Okay, now what makes you expect more? Because of who he is. Okay, but Superman, even though we say he is who he is, mm -hmm. Superman has not been cool for a long time. Oh yeah, but you know it's yeah. kind of campy in some aspects. 
So you're just kind of saying you're a little more of a of a fan of the true to heart kind of big boy blue boy scout type Superman. If you're gonna do it, I figure you have to be honored. You have to honor every particular genre of Superman. I mean, I hate to say Lois and Clark too, but you know you have to kind of throw that in there into the mix when you think of who you should be. Do you but need to though? Doesn't someone have a chance to kind of do their? Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so. That's kind of what I, I enjoyed it for was the fact that it was a kind of I understand that the magic wasn't there. But I mean, the entire magic of what was the 80s in general isn't there anymore. Right. Oh, that's true. That's the, 21st century. Yeah. And the one thing that uh, that I really was that it made Superman cool again. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It was... I, I, I see how it does do that. But my I mean, if I could just yell one word out here, what is the one thing? Superman never does. Okay, this, I got a big, big problem with where you're about to go with this. <laughs> okay. Now, I understand things change. But in his soul, who he was brought up to be and taught to be in his fortress, not spaceship, uh, it just, oh my God, he did what he never does. Now, that does maybe make him cool, I mean, but if he's strong enough to do that, why couldn't he have just redirected it as opposed to ending it? Okay, I've seen the points that, you know, in the situation that they were standing physically, there might have been options. But as far as the fact that he killed Zod, there you he go. killed Zod back in 19-whatever in fucking Superman 2 when he turned him into a defenseless human and, and then squeezed him hand and threw him down a fucking endless pit. Mm-hmm. He killed him then too. And not only did he kill him, but Lois Lane knocked that other bitch out and she fell off the cliff and there's no way she'd survive that either. <laughs> it's been killing bitches. Listen, in the comic books, when <laughs> someone was thrown into those pits, I forget what they're called, they have a name, they immediately went into the Phantom Zone. <laughs> I don't know. It's something comic would cop out to me. <laughs> well, it could be, but you know, I guess I base it on everything I know, not just the thing. I really, honestly expected a poor Christopher Nolan movie, and that's what I got. You well, that's what was, you know, that was obvious from the trailers that it was going to be a little dark. I mean, I don't understand why people missed that point. It was so obvious from the get-go. I don't think it was that dark. I mean, I understand what people were saying about the darkness of him, like, snapping a guy's neck and shit. But as far yeah. as, like, the, the colors of the movie, yeah, his suit was, like, darker. But that was the cool part of it. But the movie's very... You know, it's bright. Tyler, I didn't like the tone. Like it's like it's not a happy-go-lucky, um, gee golly whiz type yeah, of movie. It was very I mean, melancholy. I, I love that about it. Like I said, it's not a bad. I don't hate it. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's it's crazy. There hasn't been a movie in a while that's like divided people like this one, or people are as divided on as a movie like this one. You know. But but more so, I think it's because this movie's marketing sort of set the tone so high. Fair. I mean, set everybody's expectations so high. So they were probably expecting um, a Avengers, Avengers style type of movie, and it was very disappointing. No way. I did not want Avengers. I wanted Dark Knight Rises. I love the the fact that Marvel does the over the top, true to comic book day 3d up your nose type of movie that's cool but dc has been dropping the ball for a decade or so on the actual films all of their cartoons are top notch with the exception of losing tim daly as superman's voice 
I am down with all of their cartoons. <laughs> but my my <laughs> idea of the Dark Knight being a part of Superman's world in this movie worked. Like you can we we can definitely yes. see Batman coming into this now. Yeah, see I personally I'm 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 a little marveled out. And these Marvel movies have actually what I always loved about the Marvel comics is that they were cool and they didn't cheese out. And I feel like the movies are kind of starting to cheese out a little. I think they're too much about the action and adventure and like there was no character development to the Avengers. That was just a team learning to come together and kick ass. You know what I mean? Oh, and the comics forever. I mean, as far back as you can go with the Avengers, there there's been hundreds of, or not hundreds, but you know, dozens of members. They they all do different things, and everyone knows what they are. If you want to see a bunch of superheroes get together, don't you want to see everything blowing up and coming at you at a thousand miles an hour in IMAX 3D? And that's what they're good for. And you know, it makes the little fanboy in me get you know a stupid little mask on and go out at midnight. <laughs> but Superman, <laughs> I went to the day before on the thirteenth. I had that went. I went to Walmart and spent money on the ticket there. I got. I saw it in two D, and I was impressed with the movie. But it just Superman, like the way I feel about it, it kind of disappointed me in that area. I have no problem with a throwing a Justice League movie at us because a lot of people say, "Oh, you got to develop characters and you got to give them their movies and introduce people." And people don't. People know who Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman are. Bullshit. Anybody who is 30 to 40 years old. Where you say, like, you, you don't have a problem with them throwing the Justice League at us. I agree, because, first of all, not every franchise has to follow the Marvel Studio model of how to build a... or how you build up a, a superhero franchise. I think that DC needs to create their own way of building up the franchise. And I think that even though it's unorthodox to kind of include the characters in a sequel to Superman and all of a sudden shoot towards the, the whole team-up movie, I think it will work if, you know, hopefully it will work. I think it could absolutely do. I think it's bullshit. Like, sorry, I was going to say, I think it's bullshit when the people say that they only know who those three characters are. Anybody from 30 to 40 years old, I would lay bets on that there are a high percentage of those people who mm -hmm. know who Aquaman is and who knows who Green Lantern is. And Green Lantern did have his <laughs> own crappy movie. They all knew That's the fucking so Flash is, or the Flash wouldn't have had his own yep. television show back in the 90s. And they like, those, all, all those characters know, like, came out on Smallville, which ran for 10 seasons, the longest-running side. Yeah. And who doesn't know who the fucking yep. super yeah, friends every are? Yeah, kid who's flipped through a channel on a, on a cartoon network. Yeah, yeah. you could put Apache <laughs> Chief into a fucking into a movie, and a lot of adults would know who the fuck that is. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I just think there's no reason to have to do it Marvel's way to be successful. You know? Don't worry about people expecting this to be a Marvel knockoff or, or the Avengers knockoff. I think they just need to focus on just sort of building their own high-profile superhero team and make it even just as better as the Avengers, but have their own tone to it the way they, Superman has his own tone to it. Instead of being all cheesy and over-the-top like Iron Man and all the other Marvel Studio films, I think they need to just stick with having its own tone and hope and, and, and since it already sold to the public, you know, it's Superman is already successful right now. You know, I think just the box office on that now. I didn't hear that. 110 last I heard over Friday and Saturday alone. 
box office because I'm so excited about this movie. It has already grossed $128 million and $78 million overseas, so it's a huge hit right now. Wow, that's a lot of cake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's some fucking... But they found they found a good director too. Oh, it's all yeah, about you who could makes tell, it couldn't too. You? Like every shot was like yeah, spot on. I mean, it Beautiful. was a, it looked like yeah. he had spent hours just taking individual stills of these amazing ski uh, landscapes. And when he was underwater, and just the the score of the movie and the pacing at that point was so cool because it was a new idea of what the, he could have been in those missing years. And, you know, I think it's a really yeah. good way to launch a Justice League movie, to be honest with you, because who cares who knows who? You're going to see them in the movie. The, the top three are definitely going to be in yep. there, and they all know them. Everyone will accept Aquaman, and, yep. you know, those of us who can stand him. <laughs> but it's good. Well, it's, but Marvel has the franchise. DC knows this. Warner Brothers knows this. There's not, yeah. No one is getting what they got. So what they're going to do is something completely different while maintaining the superhero integrity. That's that's what I think. That's what, yeah. Like, they're going to yeah, take it seriously. Sure. And I mean, like, they're going to let Snyder do whatever Probably he wants. Should. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, like, and they've now, now DC's got their own Josh Whedon. If they're smart, they'll let him do what he wants. I mean, hell, fucking, in my opinion, yeah. give him episode eight. A lot of people called this movie Star Wars meets Field of Dreams. And there ain't hey, nothing I'll, wrong with I'll that. Be, I'll think. be happy to see a, a bearded <laughs> tubby Mark. Yeah, I don't think they changed. I don't think there was anything they changed that was so important that it changed the essence of who Superman no, I don't, was. No, I don't think so either. But it's and the maybe six-year-old in me. When I went, I forget how old I was. My father took me to the first Superman movie. I saw the second Superman movie. I mean, I cried when he lost his powers, and I was like, oh, what's he going to do? I mean, I babbled like a little baby. And I was sitting there, honestly, eating my popcorn, fistfuls at a time, thinking, boy, I feel like I'm a little kid again. And next thing you know, <laughs> he takes his head and just pops it like, like a popcorn. It was crazy. Maybe it was more shocking <laughs> to me than upsetting, but. You know, yeah. I've asked many people, and it's the same question I asked before is, what is the one thing Superman won't do? And I think that's a, more of a moral thing in the grand scheme of things. I don't think I really care that he broke yeah. his neck, to but be honest even, with you. About time. It's not like they made him, like, a cold killer. Like, it was it was a really oh, yeah. dramatic, climactic moment. Ooh. Of him being forced into doing something he didn't want to do. As much as there's a few holes in the physical setup of it, he was forced into doing something he didn't want to have to do. And they made an emotional moment out of the situation. It's not like he yeah, just straight no, up true. killed a bitch, you know? Like, I, I, I fully expect, yeah. though, that now that they've opened that Pandora's box, that when Superman faces, not Lex Luthor, obviously, because he's a human, and I think maybe he'll have that type of mentality towards a human. But, you know, let's say Brainiac comes or, you know, in this world, it could be anybody, even a Batman villain that jumps into the scene where Batman have to get together and take on some crazed villain in that that arena. They've opened this entire franchise up to those movies. But I think it might like do something different to him. I think it might like that was like his one last like his one and only like yeah. final straw. You know what I mean? I think that would make him maybe so he like would yeah, never kill again. They could again. go that Do way you know too, I mean? but 
it would be like, like I said, with no rules, Superman would. That's I think that's the part that keeps him from becoming a, getting a messiah complex. You know, I know he's not human. He may he may not emote like we do, but if you can do what he can do and decide to kill, wouldn't that kind of psychologically force you into being a god type? Even though Jor-El says yeah. he'll be a god yeah. among them. I mean, that's pretentious right off the bat. Not that he can help their world stop, not do what we did. It's he'll be their god. I mean, it's yeah. just stuff like that. Russell Crowe was good. Uh, you know, I'll give Oh, I thought he stole the show. I thought he was. I was so disappointed that it was in a spaceship. (laughs) Wait a minute, you guys forgot Kevin Costner for crying out loud. I mean, I understand. He was brilliant. He had a subtle like delivery to his performance that was fucking. That's the best performance I've seen since um, Dances with Wolves. Oh, I (laughs) I mean, compare the Pop Kents. Those are the ones I compare, and he's he comes closest to the one I like the most. It was John Schneider. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just loved right. Smallville because it gave me Superman back in a corny, comp- teenage way. You know, I thought it was kind of cool. It was almost like Christopher Reeves got to play Clark Kent, but it's almost like Henry Cavill got to play yes. Cal El. Because they made yes. it so Krypton heavy, it was a total different <laughs> character. You know what I mean? That I love. And mentioned they mentioned the word Superman one time. One time she said suit once, yeah. and then the kid said Superman. He goes, "Well, well, that's what they're calling him." <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was so, no kryptonite. There was no identity crystal. I don't know. I just like it was. I'm. I'm I was kind of biased going in because I am a ridiculously huge mm-hmm. Zack Snyder fan. I am also a huge fan mm-hmm. of the new 52. And, you know, this movie was heavily influenced by the new 52's kind of take on what a new Superman would be. I was one of those people that cheered when the oh, shorts yeah. went away. Oh, yeah. You know, I was like, thank you finally for making him not mm-hmm. a freak show, like, yeah. weightlifter <laughs> looking strong man. You know? That's totally what he was based on. He was based on like mm-hmm. a, a strong man. I, I like the suit. I, I the problem I have with the suit is just the basic comic history histrionics of it. Is you know, Martha Kent made it for him from the fabric she found in the the pod with the kryptonite needles, and you know, just that that part was cool when I was yep. growing up, and just to see it in the floating there in that like little closet. I mean, it was cool. Don't get me wrong. It's like the bat suit. I love the bat suit, except for this part. Yeah. <laughs> it's all it's all good. Yeah, but I don't know. I liked how uh, it was. I liked how they gave it a good explanation, though, by when Jarrell took his armor yeah. off, and that was kind of their their that, underwear. That you know what I mean? I was like, did he just say he's wearing his yeah. underclothing? This is our family yeah, pretty crest. Much, this is what we know. wear. Or maybe maybe that was their like dress. And the cape was just oh, beautiful. I, well, you know eh? what? It's the, it was the cinematography that made that cape. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, because it's all CG. What I was told. Right? I mean, I, I really tried to stay away from yeah anything about this movie. I, I I looked at the trailers for like the last week. I didn't want to read. I I wanted to go into it with no expectations and not clinging to the '70s. You know what I mean? And not clinging to because I've been watching yeah. the '90s Superman the animated series with my son for a couple of weeks now. We got the DVDs, so he's you know fully in the Mixel Mixel Plick and Bizarro right now. It's just wild. 
but I, it's hard for me to get away. I mean, I have every, I'm inundated with Superman in my house. My wife hates it, but well, not hates it, but she taught, she tolerates it when I box it up. <laughs> I see people's points, but I think the movie was just, okay, here's, okay. This is my certain biased opinion. The movie is so goddamn beautiful that you can't get that upset over mistakes. Like there's people getting too upset over certain things that I don't think were, you know, mm-hmm. that important. Like you oh say gosh, you enjoyed yeah. the movie, you know, it's not like you, yeah, but you know, you have certain Superman biases as people would, but there's a lot of people who are just like flat out, well, that's ridiculous. you know, are... this is fucking a travesty and it's a fucking insult to the old movies and all. what the fuck does it have to do with the old movies? Pull yourselves out of the goddamn eighties and join see, us here. And then it usually leads <laughs> to people sort of having those expectations when they go in and see it for themselves and be like, yeah, they're right. This is not like 1978. I like Christopher Reeves better. They, it's, it's too dark. He doesn't smile a lot. It's not fucking happy. Gee whiz. Where's the cod piece? I like that. Now, this is what threw me, to be honest with you. I like that everyone knew he was Clark Kent Kal-El, the, the, those who were around him anyway, and all of a sudden he's this yeah. reporter. And that kind of worked for me. It's like that suspension of disbelief, like the Perry White or the, uh, what's his name? Friggin' Commissioner Gordon. No, Commissioner Gordon. Uh, Lawrence, yeah, no, Commissioner Lawrence Gordon Fishburne, yeah. style feel between Lois Lane and Superman then. Like, I know who you are. Yeah. And... But they, yeah, so you enjoyed the fact yeah, that everybody was in on it. Believable. I figured as a Superman purist, you wouldn't be a fan of that aspect of it. Like fall and hit your face on the wall and you break (laughs) the wall. You know what I mean? Just basic human. Not not human, but people walk around doing dumb shit. What if he spills coffee all over himself and a lady and she starts screaming bloody murder as her skin boils off and he's just like, oh shit. Yeah. I think that was what they really tried to go for with the entire movie, and most of most of it, they pulled it off. I don't want anyone know? to say that I did not like this movie. This was a phenomenally yeah. shot, well-acted. I mean, listen, I, I've seen Superman Returns a hundred times, blah, blah, blah. It was okay. The best part was when he figured out he had a kid. That was dope. But this movie just absolutely <laughs> buried that movie. That movie now did not happen in my eyes. I have it. Watching and I love when the piano gets thrown. That's the best part of the damn movie. Oh, no, oh. the plane. The whole plane yeah, scene no, makes the whole movie for me. That plane scene is it. Yeah, that plane is probably even. I almost want to say even out of this movie of all Superman Stop. movies, it's up there. It's one of the best Superman scenes ever. Ever. You always talk film, about sure. when you when you get on your Star Wars. Every, I listen every episode, so I hear it all. Uh, you're always talking about right. why are they not showing what the damn Jedi can really do? Why won't they just show him yes. pulling his spine through his body and throwing it on the ground? You know why? Why can't they just do what they can do? <laughs> well, Superman can stop fucking planes from falling. Let's see it. You got, got the money. We paid <laughs> yeah, thirty dollars yeah. for an IMAX ticket. You got the money. They, they didn't bring that in this one that yeah. much, except for on the oil rig. But that was, you know. Yeah, this one was more mm-hmm. a, a painting, and it was more like I was just to see. I'm just as happy with the scene where he's sitting there floating in front of the army, yeah. just talking to them. 
I am just as in awe and turned on and as excited at that moment as I am in the fucking heat of any of the battles that went on. When he was reading the badge for the glass, I I got that, like, what was that movie? The Rock moment where he took the quarter and made a hole in it so he could grab the guy. I just wanted to see Superman put his finger on the glass and go, and say hello, and just say hello, you know what I mean? (laughs) He he broke the piss off. He said, I'm wearing these for, (laughs) for them to feel better. But oh, that was that was pretty. Yeah, cool. you almost see the direction that he was heading. Like he was pretty transparent that he was turning himself in, not to give himself up to Zod in any way, shape, or form. I think it was all planned no, out. Like he, he thought was... this is how I'm going to make them love me and not push me off like I'm some kind of freaky alien. That's that's absolutely. Go ahead. Which he he. He might not have done that so readily had Zod not appeared, but he was getting to yeah, a point. I mean, look, you know you what I mean? You can fly and you can rip a tree out of the ground and pick some worms up and put it back. You kind of want to show it. I mean, I don't care Kryptonian, Plutonian, yeah. Martian. You're from fucking Asgard. <laughs> if you could do that shit, eventually you're going to show a chick. <laughs> that Absolutely. don't mean to say chick in disrespectful Absolutely. fashion. And... <laughs> you still yeah, there, Phoenix? <laughs> Hey, don't worry. Your Marvel, your Marvel's coming back up. You, you're going to have nothing but talk soon. I mean, Days of Future Past, Wolverine, Thor, the the, the Winter Soldier. I mean, you're going to be you're going to be exploding in a few months. Well, I'm actually more excited about <laughs> X Men: Days of Future Past than any other Marvel movie at this moment. I, I, know like, that. I mean, I'm not as enthusiastic about Avengers 2 as I am about, I mean, as I was about the first movie, because they already given us all these little spoilers about what's going to be in the movie, what's going to happen. They said there's going to be a death, and I'm like, mm, maybe it's Captain America, I don't know. I mean, that sort of thing sort of, like, ruins the whole nostalgia that I had when I first saw um, well, about the many times in Iron Man. I mean, <laughs> there's plenty, plenty of times when Iron Man is not piloted by Tony Stark. So, you know, he's op- he, he would be a choice, but they, they don't have the depth. And th- th- not to on the Marvel movies, but the Batman movies. That's, you start at the beginning. Just the yeah. depth. And it lasts all three movies. There's no break when you put this. If you watch them back to back or months apart, DC has got this knack of making these movies just work together as you watch them, regardless of the time period between them. And I think with the Superman, he killed Zod. That is the best idea if you're going to reboot something, because now his greatest mortal enemy is no longer. So they can focus on the... Well, Super- he's got plenty more mortal enemies, so Zod is not Yeah, but he, he's, he is Superman evil. He said, he said, he said it his, himself. Well, yeah. Well, Darkseid comes into the picture, but you know, then we're talking about the, uh, talking about Kryptonians for the moment. <laughs> Darkseid kind of hurt him. Don't forget, yeah. he snapped the neck. Of, he killed Doomsday, if you guys don't remember. Yeah, but Doomsday wasn't a human and wasn't a Kryptonian. You know, what I mean, I, that was just a moral right, thing. I don't I really you. care that I he killed you. him. I like that. Now, like I said, yeah. what, what what is there left? He won't do. So now we see him, like Iron Man, flying over Russian ships. Burning them in half, you know what I mean? Just everybody. That, that's plausible. <laughs> like was like in the uh, yeah. Dark Dark Knight Returns Part Two, when Super, Ronald Reagan's ca- cartoon character said, "Go, you know, go get him, boy." And next thing you know, you see Russian ships just getting laser beamed in half. So he was greasing a lot of people then. 
<laughs> oh, he was pretty. He was made to be pretty fucking ridiculously unintelligent <laughs> in that fucking that story. But you know, that's the whole point of this was to you know, what if there really was a Superman? You know, and he was raised as a fucking human. And you would go through these struggles. You would not... There's no way any being in the universe could be raised on the planet Earth and be raised to be a perfectly moral... You're right. I agree with that. Though that was the portrayal. You know, non-conflicted person. I kind of like the fact that they were able to sort of deal with the identity crisis thing that Superman always dealt with, with the whole learning about his own heritage and trying to deal with that aspect because it was such a huge shock in his life. And then learning how to deal with the morality complex that he was given to by, you know, his father. So it was kind of like all these. Whom he let yeah, die. Exactly. <laughs> that, that I mean, that tornado scene was totally effed up. But it was honorable. It was, do you remember the scene? Well, yes, you remember the scene. All right. The scene where he's getting beat up by the other kids. Come on, Kent. Come on, Kent. And his father was fixing our work behind him and they noticed him and walked away. And he walked up to his, or his father walked up to him and he said, you know, I'm glad you didn't do anything. You did a good job. And Clark is, or Kal-El is crying, saying, you know, I wanted to hit him so bad. And when he said that, that's the first time in any of the Superman movies other than Smallville that I've ever heard him have that type of anger. Like, he really wanted to beat the shit out of those kids. I mean, like, let loose. Like, wah! And just, but didn't. What that are you saying? Like, you have a problem with that concept, or is it? No, I think that was wonderful. I think that showing that part of him makes you believe that he was raised human, with you know somewhat strong morals. And then when right. his father decided, I mean, it was the best way to save his son from being found out on no one's terms. He know he knew eventually Kyle would be found out. And he raised him to be that way so that when he was found out that he could do some good. Other, other than that, he just yeah. constantly protected his identity through life. And his last moment in life, he was protecting his identity. He was making sure that when he, the time was right, Kal-El would shine. Not now. Now is my time to yeah. die. I've done my job. My son knows where he comes from. My son knows who he is and what he has to do now. I've done my yeah. job. Please let me take this, you know, tornado in the ass and take the dog. But only thing that pissed me off the most was the dog wasn't named Crypto. Damn it! <laughs> okay, let me just interrupt you two for a minute. But joining us uh, from all things good and nerdy, Mr. Chris Farrell. How's it going, man? Good guys. How you doing? What's going on? Not too bad. Um, we've been really going hard and uh, long for a little bit while now. I think we've almost uh, pretty much been through the whole flick, but uh, you just uh, kind of popped pod up bomb. there. and uh, Yeah, how's it feel to get pod-bombed uh, yeah, pod bombed <laughs> us, man? Yeah, nicely done. So what were your feelings the on the film, sir? Honest. <laughs> oh, that's not a problem. I'm one of those people, I didn't love it and I didn't hate it. I'm just kind of sitting there going... Eh, it's okay. It's exactly what DC needed, though, to have a movie come out that didn't suck that wasn't Batman. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just yeah. took me an hour to Absolutely. say that. Yeah, and we've basically, yeah, we just basically took that opinion and went up and down on the various sides of, of things, you know. Um, there's, I really, really understand some of people's problems with it. I also 
am on the way other side of things, but there's things I think that were so mm-hmm. good. Do you know what I mean? The it oil was, rig scene. <laughs> it was visually impressive. There was a lot of cool style to it, but I kind of equated it to how I did Star Trek when I talked about it. There was a lot of style, but not much substance is how I looked at it. Okay, now when you say not much substance, was it the story or the characters, or you just didn't like the direction really they went with it? Most of the characters. There went the magic I was talking about. I mean, there there was no spark there that was like I really care about what happens to these people. The closest person I gave a crap about was Jarrell, and I knew he was gonna die <laughs> <laughs> and then get deleted. What the hell? Okay, been in that computer. It's not a bad movie. It just feels kind of cold to me. And I, I don't know if that's the best term for it, but it, it's just very hard for me to feel a connection to a lot of those people there in the movie. But don't you think that it had to be cold because of the way it ended? Now Superman can rise up and be better than us all? Because that's where I was going. That's my... That was my... We were, he came out. He was guns blazing. He took care of business. He you know ripped his freaking head off. And now Superman can be Superman, or is Superman going to remain this dark, brooding, I don't want him to be a hero hero? If David S. Goyer's writing the next Superman movie, he's going to be a dark, brooding hero. Great. <laughs> unless he learns, his, like, unless that was like the mm-hmm. one time, you know what I mean? Well, no, I'll never great. kill again. And he kind of goes. That was a great thought. No, I think that the next movie is going to try to explore his identity as Clark Kent and sort of go into a more lighter territory with a a few little dark elements. So I don't think it's going to be that bad. I think that would probably end the series. Talking about Clark Kent, though, I mean, he doesn't really have much of a secret identity in this one. I mean, (laughs) which was cool. Yeah, that's I was saying Christopher Reeve got to play Clark Kent. Henry Cavill. Right. I mean, he basically tells the military he grew up in Kansas and they're going to know the ship landed in Martha Kent's front yard. There's a truck sitting in her living room (laughs) in a demolished barn. It's pretty easy to tell where he came from. They knew when. Well, they went a very. Yeah, they went a very new 52 way with it, but then they even went like overboard by like we were discussing earlier how now he's got this commissioner gordon-esque little group of people around him keeping him shielded and making it and they've made him a reporter and they all kind of know that way when he's making those everyday mistakes like you were saying stan that he'll kind of have a little help covering someone's got his back in this one that's not a ghost the the Um, problem is gave him an alfred but in many people the problem is yeah. one of the people that has his back yeah. is everyone knows that she knows who he really is. I mean, this puts Lois Lane in a very awkward position in the future. Oh, yeah, but as a writer, that standpoint is phenomenal. That makes Lex Luthor a formidable opponent now because he can do – look, Superman killed. Lex Luthor can be a Joker-style maniac, and he can just kidnap her and torture her and try to get his name. I mean, do you know what I mean? That That's a – sure. There's no oh, way they go that way. There's that no way they go that way. That Snyder has to be listening way. to this, I hope, because it's like this is such a very good theory that he just stated right now. That's possible. The thing is, Luther There's always no prides himself on being smarter than everyone. He never really follows falls down into the yes. whole trope of torture and trying to weasel things out of people. He'd rather outsmart them to prove that he's the smartest person, that he's but, better but than people. A, but this is a David S. Goyer film. That could possibly happen. Yeah, but that's taking him way away from what the source material is. I mean, that's not even... Oh, that'll happen. Never I mind. want a Fincher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a Fincher Batman would have been cool. No, I don't think he's really going to like you know rip but, pieces off of her, but it, op- it opens up an arena that where Lex can be a little bit more pushy. And, you know, 
psychologically speaking, the smarter one gets, the less one cares about the lives of others. Right. It's like being self-aware if you were a, a robot. Uh, this... But they never look. They never wrote Lex smart. They he they wrote him to act smart. But when you look at his ideas and his schemes that have been going on in whatever movies, they're kind of overall supervillain lame. Oh, there's nothing that you are just blown away by yeah. the by the craziness of it. I think the next time they bring in Lex, he's going to be like actual like uber it's, genius style. You know what if I mean? He didn't figure out uh, Kryptonite Bullet yeah. before Batman did. Uh, I I don't think that he's the, the genius type. He's just the privileged type. <laughs> well, you look at him as a genius. But it won't be your typical like like mm-hmm. land scheme. You know, it'll be something much World more politics, like. Probably. You brought up an interesting point though. Yeah. You said kryptonite bullet. Zack Snyder made a point of purposely not bringing it in there, yeah, and I remember that. There's not any mention or any way kryptonite could have gotten to Earth at this point. So the question is: Is Superman going to have any kind of weakness other than the humans that he likes surrounding yeah. him in the future? Well, they opened the the, the fan, they used the Phantom Drive twice in the movie that I can remember off the top of my head. Right off, like right as soon as the the ship left, it was blowing up, and when they opened it up, to however Zod got back, however that portal was opened. So in that basic idea, opens it up for a piece of the rock that traveled with Zod's ship through the Phantom Zone may have been stuck in his gravity or any kind of nonsense like that and been pulled through. Or perhaps the metal that the ships are made of is made of like four, and they, now they have all these blown up, broken Zod ships on the ground. I don't think they're even going to go for yeah. tonight. Because when he got on the ship, the atmosphere made him sick. I think that's so. Maybe they'll go with it in that somehow, but I think that was yeah, kind of their homage was, to it. I, the first thing I thought was, oh, "There's kryptonite. He can't breathe in on Krypton." That's kind of weak. You can't breathe. Well, I like he coughed up blood cool. and he got sick. Cool. And then the cool. point that you guys were bringing up, I don't, I don't know if they should bring it in because it kind of defeats the purpose because, like, we already know that it's his weakness and that's not going to really help, like, I don't know. I mean, it, it kind of, if he, like, gets exposed to it, that's it. He needs yeah. it as, as a writer. Anyone who writes knows that their character needs some sort of vulnerability, yep. be it physical or mental, to make him believable. Well, he's got magic too. If they do a Justice League movie, oh, yeah, they could would. easily bring in magic, which he's uh, he can pop with in all, different right? places and stuff like that. You know, but yeah, and what, shit. What, do you think that would actually work with a general audience? The whole magic thing, because like people already used to hold dark concept of. David S. Goyer's script and what he delivered in um, Man of Steel. And the fact that they're bringing in magic to a Justice League movie, that's, I don't know, will, you think that would actually turn a lot of people off? Well, so- it- well, look, they also toned down his strength in this movie, if you'll notice. It's not like yeah. Superman Returns where he flew an yeah, island also- out of the damn ocean. Or, or, or flew fast enough to turn the earth back. He was holding up like walls and it yeah, wasn't easy for him. Yeah, you know this, is, this is Superman year one, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He needs to yeah, ba- yeah. You know, bask in the sunlight now that he's been hiding for so long so his powers can mature. That's how I looked at it. He's wearing regular human clothes which shield him from the rays. He's more than in crappy environments where there are there is no sun i don't there was no sun when he was saving those people in the oil rig it was cloudy and that's one of the things i looked for because that's you know the whole premise of his power you'll be a, he'll be a god to them because of their you know young mature, immature yellow sun 
but they kind of they made the son just part of it in this one. They actually explained a little more oh, yeah, where absolutely. he got his strength from. It wasn't just the it was not just the sun, but it was like his chemical makeup mm-hmm. in our atmosphere, you yep. know, was so much yeah, denser that or was whatever. Fantastic. Yeah. That was amazing writing. And going back to yeah. the magic point, I think they can pull it off if they write it well. I mean, look, Marvel did it with Thor, where he just basically had an offhand remark that magic is basically science to us. Yeah. Depending you know on what? You... Tell me, I was just going to say that. Magic is just science we haven't figured out yet. Yeah. Depending on... Marvel's gone much further with magic in the past than I think DC has ever with oh, characters. Like, at least more characters well, Loki has no powers magic. other than he's a magician. Right, and he's I think they're strong. Really he's not really magician side besides him teleporting in the Avengers, but I don't. Yeah, I don't but illusions. He can he can throw. The Hulk is no problem for him to handle because he can throw up an invisible box, and the Hulk can't get out of it. We talked about that in a, <laughs> uh, an interview a long while ago. Loki would be kind of the perfect superhero because you can't get near him; he can just throw you in a box. A whole army just <laughs> <invisible> box. <laughs> box it up. I mean, like, for somebody like me who's not familiar with Loki's powers, I haven't seen that yet, so it's like it's hard to convince me he can actually do that. They oh, never really explored strong. that. Loki is very strong. He's the, the son of Lafi. You know, Ray. I'm very excited for X-Men. I mean, I, as I've always said, I mean, nothing against Avengers. That was a brilliant achievement in filmmaking. I, it's just not my super, like favorite cup of tea. I got a great time in that movie. Great fucking movie. But, you know, I never got super excited about it just because I've never read it. You know what I mean? But this X-Men, okay. oh my goodness, this Days of Future Past. I'm nervous now because Singer hasn't done well in a while. Singer's last big thing was the whole Superman Returns, which just got corrected in my yeah, eyes. You're right. you know what yeah, I mean? Did, did I actually think that if, if you see the Sentinels on screen, that could be, like, super <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like, that's what I'm looking but like you were talking about with uh, yeah. the toy guy the other day, uh, what the heck, what was his name again? Slick McFavorite. Slick yeah, McFavorite, no. we yes. To him, they were saying you had to make them realistic. Like they can't be these 12-story giant monsters with laser beams coming out of their hands. And you, you, you had mentioned transformer sized, like in the movies, like with Transformers. And if you kind of right. look at it in X-Men 3, when they, they're in the uh, hollow room, and they cut... Yeah, it's almost in that vein of that probably would have been a little bit bigger than the the Transformers. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't have been like a 12-story, 20-story tall. But the problem with that is the technology and the X-Men are a good franchise to keep it mellow. Do you know what I mean? Like under the scenes of the world. Sure. Like not out in the open, even though this, you know, Eric stopped all the missiles and turned them around on the island, but that was in front of the world. But the rest of it, Charles has always preached, be quiet. Never never do it in public. He, yeah. You know, be shameful on the outside, but feel good inside. That's what he's always preached. Yeah. But DC and, and Marvel, what they've been yeah. coming up with lately, is so over the top and in your face. We are superheroes, and we're wearing tight-ass pants. Look at my codpiece. The X-Men is not that. And if they make it that, then they're going to ruin it. I agree. No, I think it'll be cool love- with the future and stuff, but just hopefully Singer's a little less, I don't know, yeah. hoity-toity about the thing. The thing I'm really worried thing. about with that one, because I'm looking forward to it, is there's just too many mutants they might be bringing in. And There's going to be a lot of people on screen, and I'm not sure how you split that up and pull it off. And it was the Avengers. Yeah. 
You know, that, that wasn't the spectacle of the Avengers wasn't it being a great movie. It wasn't the technology of the movie. We've seen it all before. It was the fact that they managed to pull those individual franchises together and make a money making film that entertained people. Right. But that was like five or six well, years ago. No, I think it if had... you look at the list of mutants that Brian Singer is rolling out, we're probably up under 10, 15 different oh, thought, they're gonna yeah, be. That, that's more what I'm worried about. It's just pulling all of that together and making sure that it doesn't get too dominated by one person or that it just seems like they're throwing everyone on screen, like you saw in X3, where they just tossed yeah. everything they could think of on screen. But then again, this yeah, is was different a than X okay. because of the whole fact that, you know, this is a timeline film. They're de- dealing with characters from different timelines, so I can sort of understand why they're bringing in all these characters in there. Well, we got to get before we get through the Wolverine before we even come close to this Days of Future Past thing. So let's uh, wait till uh, another lunch break time, kids, where we'll we'll eat some pudding and we'll talk about uh, Mr. Yeah. Jack Human and his 18th time returning like as the Wolverine. But uh, general consensus, kids, uh, whether you were a huge fan of this movie or not, whether you love this movie or not, it's a uh, it's a well crafted movie that didn't suck enough that everybody's happy for D- DC to be kind of yes. pulling their shit together. Uh, and then for, you know, the old fans are kind of, eh, but you know, guys like you, Stan, you're, 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 you know, oh, still enjoyed the movie, you know what I mean? And then there's guys like me who just think Zack Snyder is the greatest thing to ever come to cinematic creation. And, uh, yeah. And even guys, uh, Avenger hardcores like, uh, Chris Farrell and, uh, X-Men hardcores like Phoenix here. Uh, they even, you know, at least enjoyed and didn't get up and walk out. I'm no theater, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that there were a bunch of kids in the theater. All right. With me. Kids. They're all wearing capes, and their dads are wearing capes, and it was really awesome. This is true, yeah. There's a lot of, like, 14, like, 15-year-olds and stuff, yeah. It's good. We'll keep them up, raise them up right. So uh, thanks for popping in, uh, everybody. Phoenix, it's always fun to have you here doing this with you. We'll do it again real soon. Thank you. I'd love to be here. Thank you. So everybody everybody say goodnight. Bye. Remember, kids, brush your teeth before you go to bed because candy rots your mouth. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) 